podcast. We're going to drop those episode numbers pretty soon, but... Uh, <coughs> I thought we weren't going to talk about episodes at all. We're not, but, you know, hey, we're going to talk about this it. This is just the podcast. It's the podcast. Welcome to Texas Whiskey Crew. Yeah, what, you know, what? it's what day? What day is it? Uh, it is Tuesday. Hmm. I know Evening. it's Tuesday, but what's the date? I don't know. Why would you ask some silly like like that? fancy watches? Nobody knows except for Nick. It's the 18th. Nick's Nick's watch still time. On me, just because not hit on me. I wish I would hit on me. Uh, why you guys talk trash about me? Just we're not, man. I was just saying your watch doesn't tell you anything but time. I mean, actually, we're not. You didn't notice what I was wearing today. I was wearing my original Graham watch. It's made out of yeah, wood barrels, whiskey ah, barrels. Ah, see, yeah, Dude. who's the real whiskey guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're, we're green text shaming Nick. <laughs> hey, just for a few more days. I stand I stand corrected. His uh, his watch is, is whiskey-based. It is. Yeah. It's got wood from a barrel. I, I spilled some bourbon on my watch a little bit ago. Same thing. It's, it's same just like thing. that, but different. It's definitely a little different, but kind of the same. So. Yeah, it's close. I have a bourbon watch. Oh. So How you guys been? No. Good, good. I think we're just start off this uh, little conversation with if you don't want to see Nick in a video anymore, please comment. <laughs> and I would be okay with that. If you'd like to see more of Nick in a video, please comment. Please leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we just finished up Mictors and Yeah, I'm still drinking Mictors actually. Too. It's pretty good. So pretty good. It's I exceptional. I really don't drink it very much. You know, I've had most of those balls I've had except for the Fort Nelson, but most of those balls I've had for a while. I just don't drink it that much. I just, I always go for something else and not because I don't like it. I just don't think about it. And then, you know, it talks about wanting to do mixtures and I'm like, oh man, I haven't had mixtures in a while. I know. And as soon it. as you pour it, it's, mm-hmm. it's a good drink. It's, I mean, I, think I don't know falls, why I don't drink it as much. It falls under the radar. I mean, honestly... My bourbon journey uh, through, well, if we can't go back to the old crown days that Dave and I used to enjoy way, way back 20 plus years ago. Um, But earlier on than that, when I was still cutting my teeth and trying to decide what I really enjoyed bourbon wise, I mean, Mictors was honestly, it kind of checked all the boxes for for something that had all the flavor profile that I wanted. Things have changed now. Uh, as we discussed in our video, I like higher proof. Yeah. Um, I love the flavor of, of, you know, the regular old mixers, but it's, you know, I'd love it if it was barrel strength, but those are definitely harder to come by. Yeah. I do find it funny that the Fort Nelson is 111 and that toast is 106. That toasted is so much hotter. Yes, it is a rye. Fort Nelson is a whiskey, but... It's a it's a huge difference, yeah. and it's four proof lower, which is kind of weird. It's definitely a, a substantial difference mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, but it, I mean, it is. That Fort Nelson. That Fort Nelson is smooth as silk. I think we're all drinking that right yeah. now. Yeah, and it really is. Uh, and the color on it, right? Correct oh. me if I'm wrong. Is this not like the ideal color for 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 a pour? I mean, yeah, and it's funny because it's almost <clears throat> as dark as a double oaked or yeah. Um, like, if I wanted a picture of bourbon on my wall, it would be this color. That color. And, I mean, you get good legs on the glass when you swirl. I mean, it's just, it, it really isn't. It's it's amusing to me that it rides so low under the radar because it. I've never been disappointed. Everything that we tried, everything that we've been drinking is is really good. And um, I don't know if it's just a marketing thing. No, they, or, turn, out, they turn out quite a bit. I mean, they're they definitely do, not hurting. I, I agree. I, I feel like it's not as hyped up or well known 
Um, you can find it, like I said, around here pretty easily. We're in, we're in Texas, um, for those who are tuning in. Um, you can find it pretty easily. It's almost like a Weller Special Reserve, Buffalo Trace. You find it at most locations yeah. um, for the basic stuff. Uh, but I've never seen any of the allocated balls for the one, the bourbon, which I did buy at a, I think I got an LOL, honestly, Oof. Um, back in the day. Um, but the most of these I've gotten offline. I've gotten them from like friends and stuff like that. Um, so, well, and I've never even seen. I mean, this is obviously this is a ten year. They do yeah. what a twenty year and a twenty five year. Twenty year, twenty five year. Um, the twenty year, the twenty five year. I have different color wax. Twenty is silver and twenty five is gold. And they also have commemorative ones, which we they do about. the wooden boxes. Those it are seem to be. I don't know if it was on purpose, but it seemed to be every three years. So 2013, 2016, 2019. I think that you gotta be say, pretty special for those. Yes, I'm assuming they're ungodly expensive too. Um, I'm assuming 2022 would be the new release. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't see anything. I haven't seen anything about it, so I don't know yet. But. Well, and I think Steve and I were talking about this earlier today. I think we're gonna work on a like a release calendar, um, put something out there to to have just some of the different distilleries when their different releases are coming out, just a a good place for for a little bit of information for people to have and. Um, you know, it'll take a little work to put it together, but I think we can we can get that together pretty yeah, quick. We might as well get y'all in front of as many many releases and, and as many brands as we can. I I love to hear when new stuff's coming out. Nick's usually got uh, the insight on when most things are coming in, and, and typically has it before the distillery even releases it. So <laughs> not true, but saying that um, Buffalo Trace is usually released right about now. Okay. So you should start seeing a whole bunch. And they did say their Pappy had a higher than usual release. Oh, I like which that. Which is very nice. Um, but they should be releasing BTAC and Pappy should be re- coming around pretty soon. So well, and did, keep an eye out for those. You guys correct me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong, but I, I read that Pappy's actually changed the formula a the little bit. The mash bill? It, they changed the mash bill. They changed um, a little bit to it just to, to get a little bit higher yield and, and not have it. It's not like we went from like Dillard's to Kmart though, right? No, I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't tried any of the new ones, but you've been to Kmart. I have. Okay, but yeah. have you been to are there Dillard's? St- are there still a Kmart? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, but it, I mean, it was an interesting article. I, about- I, I, I've not seen that. I'll have to read it. That's really cool. I'm not. I, uh, I, I have seen what he's talking okay. about. Uh, I there. I, I believe somebody. Yeah, maybe it was uh, when we were doing the Pappy Old Fashions. If you want to check that out, we got that one coming out on video pretty soon. Uh, but the bartender we had, Corey, mm-hmm. from Green's Last Call, was giving us a, a pretty solid education on Pappy mm-hmm. Van Winkle. Right. I do remember that. I assumed he was talking about back in the day. Yeah, and I this was – I read this – Yeah, I think he changed something up soon. Last like, week, and it, oh, it wow, had to do okay. with the – it had to do with the mash bill, and, and I really – I'll have to – find the article and I'll reference it in the show notes but um, it was a good it was just interesting it really a way for them to to generate more production and and you know kind of cool down the the craziness that that surrounds Pappy and 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 their bottles but um, I don't want to speak out of school and say that it was more you know that they're changing the mash bill or changing the formula, but it it had something to do with how they were going to increase production and um, lessen the amount of time that their barrels were going to have to sit and, and age. Obviously, gotcha. so we'll probably get a whole lot of haters if we're wrong on this. 
We it, will. By we the way, it's, it's Dave. Is well, here, I'll talk for a minute and I'll do a little research. <clears throat> oh, Dave's Dave's doing a little uh, on podcast research here. It's the best part about not being on video. You can't see if we're just looking at notes. Honestly, you know, if we, like, we just have paper in front of us. <laughs> elevator hold music right now would be like be an ideal time for Kevin, that. Do your thing. Really? <laughs> yeah, Jeopardy. We're, we're down with that. I don't know if we need Jeopardy, but like the elevator music. I do like elevator music. That's really, it's really soothing you know, and really calming. Do you think it's just to keep people calm? I mean, because I, I know there are people that are scared of riding in elevators. Is that... Uh, it did not happen to me, but at Whiskey Weekend, an elevator got stuck for 30 minutes. Oh, did they have whiskey in the elevator? I'm sure they had a little, but I don't think it helped. <laughs> no. See, I feel like that would help me. Like, you know, if an elevator is <laughs> going to break down, if I had whiskey or bourbon... And snacks. Now my Malort, snacks. if it Malort wouldn't work for me, no. I'm sorry to bring that up, but um, you know Nick really kind of he he branded my soul by uh, offering that to us on our last video shoot down in Green Texas. Um, so no hate to those folks out there, but if you like Malort, not <clears throat> nobody likes Malort. Good, good for you, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, if you like Malort, go see a specialist because there's something wrong. Right, right. Your taste buds are kind of messed up, I think. All right, so basically there will be a higher yield this year. Um, Part of that is due to putting away a lot more juice 10 years ago. Uh Um, And so they have just more stored and and they've been aging more um, and unusually higher yields to the barrels that they're having. So... um, and I'll you find the, there's another. Year, so I'm assuming that means the 10 year bottles. Yeah, that's old rip, Obviously. right? That's old rip 10. Yep. yep. Um, um, but it says even the 15 year would be. Uh, 15 is going to be a little higher. <coughs> yes, I did hear that. Well, they got but some I smart- don't know what their. I think their normal lease is like 2,000 or 5,000. It's not like a small amount, but in the scope of things, you know, obviously it is when you have so many barrels. Well, I think they've got some really smart people working down there. Uh, it's kind of like any economic thing, right? We hedge on what, you know, and we kind of hedge and predict on what the what the market's going to do. And I think these folks really kind of saw the bourbon market uh, picking up and the interest in it's substantial at this point. So much so that it's hard for us to even find normal bottles that weren't allocated but now yeah. seem to be well in this article i'm reading it lists the msrp and we won't even talk about that on online right now but um kind of comical um to see 79 120 140 300 yeah, yeah. that's it so, if only and thank you so the big question is okay. if it was readily available at retail would we talk as good about it or is it because it's hard to get our hands on that we Say it's such a great thing. I think it's just, it, I mean, it's so the Pab 15 to me is by far the best thing I've ever had um, compared to other bottles. Um, best thing you've ever had or best Pappy you've ever had? Best thing I've ever had. Okay. It was between that and WLW. Um, now, for the price, when it comes to price, Stag Junior, which is now just called Stag, um, you can't beat it for the price. 65 bucks, 130 is usually proof. Yeah. Man, you can't go wrong with that one. Uh, but the Pattern 15 by far is my favorite bottle I've had. Um, Other than our barrel pick, is that oh, correct? Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, Copper Sky barrel pick is a completely different thing. You know, that's... Okay. Just, just to be clear on that. <laughs> Unlike some people, I don't want to just pour all your good shit out. So... Is mine yellow for a reason? Yes. No, it's just... Jonas. Uh, okay, I just want to... <laughs> <laughs> 
So Nick Did, just kicked the court out because he's not paying <coughs> attention to his big yeah. ass feet. Get a little closer. Kevin, you're going to have to edit this out, but get a little bit closer to your mic. Just, you know, just inside put, me. Put How close is it to get? Put in your mouth. <laughs> Make sure your Christ. whiskers are dragging on the front of the screen. <laughs> Remember when we were kids, like, stop eating the microphone. We, no, we did that in this We need to actually eat the microphone. I guess I could turn up the gain, too. Well, Nick's not if quite... If I turn up the gain, it'd be a little easier. Nick's not as old as us. I don't think he jumped on everybody. One. Well, yeah, but I'm like 46, but... I'm only 44, you, were, fucker. Were you you're the, well-aged. Whoa, like bourbon. But yep. were you on CBs as a kid? Um, one time. Ooh, one time. <laughs> well, no, let me tell you why. So this is, we're going off the deep end here. Sorry, guys. Um, but we, my grandparents lived in McQueenie, in a little trailer park, mm-hmm. right across the river that they lived off of. Uh, Lake Dunlap runoff. I don't know exactly yeah. what the name of the river was right there. Or the, I think it's called. called Lake Dunlap still. But there's a runoff off of it. So oh. it's not part oh, of Lake Dunlap. Lake Placid. Lake Placid. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, there is a steel mill and they used to talk on CBs. Well, yeah. my Grandparents' neighbors had a CB and were in their car, and I was cursing and talking trash to people, not realizing, hey, that's illegal. Did not know that. So we're all doing this, and my kid friend that I was hanging out with, we we're all laughing and giggling, and then a cop drove by. So we had to like throw down in the car because he was literally looking for us because they knew we were obviously close, and they probably knew where we were because there's nothing else around the steel mill except for this little trailer park. So, yeah. I think Fun fact, I almost got Nick arrested. may have had a very different upbringing on CBs than we did. Yeah, I mean, um, it was definitely our uh, Friday night, Saturday night form of communication. You know, um, I mean, it was mostly about uh, how about a big red you got your ears on, what's your 20? And that's yeah. kind of how our evenings went. And, uh, uh, big we, red would be me. Yes, yes, um, that, that'd be Dave. I went by the uh, handle of speed. Or Speedy. And there are some folks out there still call me that. We won't talk about why that was. It wasn't drugs, by the way. Um, No, it had more to do with automobiles. I I had a bit of a lead foot at the time. How we talking? Yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, CBs were a big part of our lives. And uh, for all you youngsters out there that are listening to us, um, yeah, we didn't have cell phones. That's the only way we could communicate. Yeah, we should probably start stop talking about that, or we're gonna lose. I don't think so. I, I, <laughs> we're gonna lose people. people. Like They're gonna be well, like, it's um, like you historians. People like watching archaeologists <laughs> dig dinosaurs up. I mean, come on. They're like CBs and pagers and all of these other things, and before we even had cell phones. So. Yeah, please comment if you had a CB or a pager. Definitely. A pager was the best thing ever. I mean, do you remember that, Nick? Did you have a pager? Uh, no, my girlfriend did at the time. I never did, <laughs> but I got my first cell phone when I was nineteen. Oh, my damn. parents did have the cool car one that the, looked like you're a James Bond villain. The bag, the bag yeah. Oh man, that was I felt so cool. So you get that phone bill. It was like fourteen dollars a minute. <laughs> <laughs> my mom had the brick, like just the you oh, know the, the actual original. big brick that you could actually walk around with and mm. self defense um, too. You could throw that at someone. You really you up. could beat the tar out of somebody yeah. with that one. I'm sure. So um, I yeah. actually found it through. I was going through boxes after she passed and found it. Like, I don't know why she kept that thing, but it was still in a box. <laughs> that woman kept a lot of things, but, um, that's fine. yeah, <laughs> okay, it's well, probably worth some money now. It is. Hey, sorry about our tangent there. You know, that's, uh, Nick unplugged his mic and it made me think about a lot of different things at that moment. So well, I, I think we were at, uh, we were, we were talking about Pappy. We talked about them releasing a whole bunch more cases mm-hmm. of that, but we were back on, I think, Victor's. Um, well, we can get back to Mictors, I yeah, guess. Yeah, for sure. Um, we were just talking about limited releases. Um, we say limited, but we just said Pappy last year between all the lines. So that's 10-year, RIP 10, 12-year, Lot B, 15, 20, 23. Right. I'm sure I'm missing someone in there somewhere. 25 maybe. I don't know. I don't know all the lines. 
84,000 bottles. Okay. It's a lot of bottles. Now, obviously, it's not enough for everybody, but that's still quite a bit of bottles. I wasn't yeah. thinking it was that high of a turnout. Um, so when you think of allocated stuff and what we talk about allocated, it puts it a little bit more in perspective, I think. Yeah. For Well, I, I look at it like this. You brought that up. The majority of the NFL stadiums out there hold somewhere between, what, 72,000 and 80,000 people? Yeah. So... There's enough Pappy released for one bottle for every seat in in an NFL stadium. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. And we can't imagine everybody loves bourbon like we do. They should, but I don't know that they do. But it's obviously a very popular thing right now. It's gaining a lot of traction. There's a lot of people dipping their their toes into into the water, so to speak. Yeah, I agree with that. And Mike Root, if you're listening to us, you know, our, our barrel pick and everything you're doing over there at Copper Sky is, you know, almost exactly as good as Pappy. So if you like Pappy, uh, you might you might try Copper Sky, too, because they're If you like Pappy 15, awesome. you will love our barrel pick. That's right. Um, and everything else that Copper Sky does. Absolutely. There you go. There you go. That was a non-paid advertisement, by the way. <laughs> Unless you do... Pay for a bottle, then it becomes paid advertisement. Maybe oh, that's true. How does that work? I'm not. I'm not sure how that all works. Let's, we'll try not to get into the specifics of that. We're right track down almost everything. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of this is we can go on our own different tangents. And um, speaking of tangents, uh, what were we going to talk about? There was um, Arby's has oh. decided to put out a smoked bourbon. Oh gosh, you're yeah. right. You're right. Arby's of all places has decided that they are going to turn out an Arby's smoked bourbon and turns out I didn't know this I mean Arby's isn't bad it's well it's just not bad I'm not going to say anything negative about them because no. they're just okay I'm not I mean, upset if I get Arby's and I'm not overly happy either so fast food <laughs> sandwich place I mean Arby's, they've right? got the meat I'm happy about it you now, know back I, in the day hold up we, I we like went, a roast beef sandwich we went way back a little bit ago into CB's here in a minute I'm going to jump back into Arby's so when I was a kid you know, we were we were pretty pretty damn poor. We didn't have a you know, there wasn't a ton of going out to eat. <laughs> but I do remember my dad took me to Arby's when I was young, probably about I don't know, ten or eleven. What'd you do? Take your ground? I didn't do anything. <laughs> but he and he told me about a chicken cordon bleu. Oh yeah. Well, hell, I didn't know what that was. A blue chicken, but is, is what I thought at the time. But. Turns out that's freaking amazing, but that's not what Arby's is known for. But I don't even know. Does Arby's still have that? Probably not. That was way back. That was like that was early '80s type stuff. They've done a lot of obviously roast beef. Um, they did have a brisket sandwich for a while. I saw that, but I don't even know if that's around anymore. They probably should have kept the chicken. Probably. I think they still do chicken cordon bleu. Yeah, or chicken bacon Swiss. Maybe they call something different. Mm. Who knows? But um. were French people offended by that? (laughs) <laughs> I I mean, oh, hey, I if you're French and you're offended by that, please comment and let <laughs> yeah, us know. Let, let us know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're definitely offended by that. I can tell you right now. Isn't that what the one the painter Smurf said? What was a French Smurf, man? I mean, do you remember, you remember him, right? I don't remember a French He's smurf. like, Sacre bleu, the painting is ruined. You know, you remember him? <laughs> we're, we're talking about Smurf now. We're talking about the only thing. Yeah, so welcome to Distilled Adventures, right? That's right, that's right. Um, right no, the so more we drink distilled the things, the more adventures. We tunes action, you know, we're just kind of throwing it all over the place. All right, no Smurfs. We're, we're done talking about Smurfs. <laughs> but anyway, Arby's, yes. Arby's. So, so they have a smokehouse in Texas, which 
Didn't I know had, that either. I had Apparently, no they idea. smoke all their meat. Is that kind of the thing? I don't know. It seems like a, that. That was seems my like impression. But that seems like it'd be a, a really tough distribution channel to turn all that out. And I don't really feel like I get smoked meat when I eat there. But do y'all? Yeah, I, I don't. No, but I mean, I guess. Any roast beef is going to be... Is it like slow roasted, so slow yeah, smoked? Kind of, but yeah, I get, there's no smokiness to it, is what you're getting. I got a feeling we're going to get some comments from Arby's, but... Um, we love you, Arby's. You we, know, yeah, right. it's just... Uh, we didn't, the <laughs> we didn't know you were getting into... You guys if you want to sponsor us. Um, we can say we have the meats. <laughs> <laughs> we have the bourbon. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, we might get. We're gonna get a letter from a lawyer now. We yeah, we, we promise meetings. we won't do it Can't again. Any publicity is good publicity, boys. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, more power to them. Um, yeah, but it's kind of scary when you have people like Arby's, uh, Dr. Pepper's coming out with a non-alcoholic. Non-alcoholic, yeah. But yeah. the uh, problem with both of these is you're not. You can't buy them. Like the only way to get the Arby's one is to go on their website and apply, and it's kind of a lotto situation. Mm-hmm. And same with the Dr. Pepper, that Fanville one. Yeah. Um, you've got to apply, and if you're lucky enough to get picked, they'll send it to you. I do know, um, non-alcoholic, some people have done it before. There are other brands. I'm not going to pretend like I know them offhand. Um, but it, I've watched um, other whiskey channels. Um, there's one out of uh, Dripping Springs, uh, the Whiskey Tribe. And they distill stuff all the time. They've done Twinkies. They've done cookies, Oreos, you name it. Everything is with sugar, it works. Yeah. So it really does work. You don't necessarily get the flavors of it. So when I think Dr. Pepper whiskey, I think, oh, it's going to taste like Dr. Pepper. Yeah. It, it doesn't get those flavors, but the sugars is what makes the whiskey. Um, they use that with, you know, the whole, I'm not going to get in the whole process of making whiskey, but it's really cool how you can pretty much make whiskey out of anything with sugar in it. It's really, really neat. So the whole Dr. Pepper idea I like, I almost wish they had like an alcohol version. It sounds like it'd be really, really good. It'd be interesting. It'd be I mean, very different. I'd be more apt to buy it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, we're in Texas, so obviously Dr. Pepper, mm-hmm. you know, is going to get all kinds of play here. So. We might reach out to them and ask them what's up. Yeah. I don't sure. think we're going to see any Big Red Bourbon anytime soon. I, you know what? I was about to say Big Red would be amazing. Mm. Um, there are know. a lot of places that make Big Red beer. Yeah. Um, there's a place out of San Antonio, even uh, MBB Co., which is New Brunswick Brewing Company. I think they did... I want to say a pickle beer. Maybe not. I thought they did a Roja Red, which is Big Red, um, beer. That'd be interesting. So, I mean, be something to look into. Yeah, if y'all listen to us from somewhere else that doesn't have Big Red, well, you might come to Texas and try it. I don't it's, know where else you can get it. It'll change your life. It'll change something, that's for yeah, sure. It'll, but, it will do something. Um, now, what the hell were we talking about? We're, we're all over the place. No, yeah, we're we're yeah, definitely hey. all over the map. <laughs> you know, I imagine you're still listening because we're damn interesting. You know, we're just talking about every everything and anything. But we we went off on allocated. We started with the majors and their limited release stuff. And I think that's what kind of uh, squirreled us onto this whole yeah. nostalgic thing and got us into Pappy and Arby's and Dr. Pepper and all that garbage. Um, it's not garbage. We We really like all those companies and we think they're great. Well, not sure about Arby's smoked bourbon, <laughs> but 
beyond that, it has alcohol in it. It does. So yeah, I'm like sure. pepper and I'll probably I'm probably gonna if I can find to, it, I'm trying to get a bottle just yeah, because we're gonna yeah. try and get a bottle no matter what. You'll see it on a review video. I just have video. a feeling it's gonna sm- it's gonna taste like that whistle pig smoked. Does it you come with curly fries though? I mean, <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> Asking for a friend, dude. If you could buy that through the drive-through, wouldn't that be oh my gosh, oh. yeah, bourbon yeah. through the drive-through, yep. that'd be a good day. Get some horsey sauce with my bourbon, please. You want horseradish and bourbon? I just I feel like those are two pairings that don't work. I don't know. You might be surprised. All right. We're going to try that. Next episode, we're giving Dave horseradish and bourbon. Just Dave. Can I have steak with my horseradish? And then... <laughs> no. Well, then... well, you could have an RB sandwich. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's about, that's about where we'll go. I don't, I don't even remember. What... Did we the hell talk we were talking at all about? about mixtures? I mean, what what did yeah, we, we did. Even we touch on about mixtures? Different balls and allocations and um, <laughs> just the basic stuff is I, I kind of feel bad because I haven't drank any mixtures in a while. Like I said, I need to kind of go back to it and kind of give it a little little spin. I think we're going to start doing a whole bunch of um, flights too. We were talking about the other day. Mm. Yeah, some um, blind blind flights because it's easy to say this is my favorite bourbon. This is my favorite bourbon. That's my favorite bourbon. But when you do a blind and you one beats your favorite bourbon, it kind of throws a little monkey wrench in there. Yeah. It's a bit of a frustrating process, I think, because the stuff you don't think you like, yep. you kind of typically end up enjoying. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of goes right back to, you know, why some of us don't drink mixers as much as we'd like. We all, three of us, seem to really enjoy it. But for whatever reason, we look at something else and it, it either, you know, is less available so we buy it and we drink it because we just bought it or um i mean obviously you're gonna have your your kind of go-to pours but it for the life of me i can't understand well except for this one that you can't find um you can find it if you want to pay a lot for it but yeah but i mean even even the readily available mixers are are good um i mean i guess the only if there's going to be a downfall the only downfall would be that most of us prefer a little bit higher pour yeah. Um, I tend to, to hover around the 117 to 120 range. Um, and maybe that's it. And, and maybe that's not fair of us to, or fair of me to, to judge it based on that. Cause that Fort Nelson drinks damn fine right now. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think their entire lineup's good. And, and while we're on that, you brought up high proof. Let's jump back into kind of where their, their entry level's at. And I think that's right at about 87 yeah. proof. Um, these guys are big on chill filtration. Uh, we know a lot of bourbon companies out there do it. We know that it's something that is done in the industry to, it's essentially an aesthetics thing is to remove chemical compounds, uh, fatty acid. Uh, I think they're called esters or esters. Yeah. Somebody's fatty esters, fatty esters. Yes. And that, that's what that, that does. Essentially that removes this from the process. So they take these, they take the distillate, the bourbon down to well below freezing and they'll run it through multiple levels of filtration media. And that could be anything from, you know, paper to seashells. I mean, they use a lot of different things uh, to take some of these chemical compounds and these, these esters out of, out of the bourbons to make them clear. It's a aesthetics i mean it's simply done just to make the bourbon clear as it gets colder so for those of those of you who add ice hey you want a clear bourbon no mixers is definitely gonna gonna land there um but they don't stop most people stop at anything above 46 percent alcohol by volume they don't chill filter it anymore mixers keeps it uh, across the board they do it with everything even their barrel strength they're still running through chill chill filtration 
which is interesting. Yeah. Obviously, we're on audio, not video, but if y'all can see the bottles and see what he's talking about there. Obviously, got the colors from their woods, but they're clean and clear. Uh, usually, you have like a barrel proof, barrel string, stuff like that. You see a lot of chunks of wood, not fat big chunks, but you'll see some chunks of wood or other things floating in it, and that's normal. Um, but yeah, for makers, man, it's just clean as day. It is pretty. Well, and Steve was talking earlier about um, how they actually kind of, and I hate to use the word toast because that's kind of a specific term when you're talking about the charring of a barrel. They do toast. They, they toast prior to charring. Toast their barrels prior to charring. So, you know, we've, we've talked a few things about toasting and the different levels of, of char, but they do that and then they might go in and hit it with the number three char or something like that after it's been toasted and set. And it definitely... I think delivers uh, a different flavor and a different color. I mean, one of the things I'll have to give Michter's is they, the color of their bourbon that comes out. I mean, it's just, it's really the quintessential bourbon amber that I think of. Yeah. And along that toasting line, the reason they do that is because, so they toast to a point where they call they toast it to where they're bringing out the red line in the wood and that's what they call it and then they char while toasting and bringing this red line out and and the char actually imparts a heck of a lot more flavor and sugar into sugar flavoring into the distillate so a really unique process what they're doing so if you you know you see somebody talking about red line or what they're doing that's the toasting process and they toast it up until that point where they get this almost it's it's almost like an opaque red line that shows up in the barrel after toasting it's really a, a unique thing i'd never heard of it before um and i will say mictors does turn a, a product out that is unique to a lot of others you know some bourbons taste alike this one's usually usually kind of stands on its own it's very smooth yeah what do you got to say about that dave no i don't have a whole lot to say about that dave uh, says nothing nick <laughs> i like how he just calls this out I'm waiting. Y'all have a wealth of knowledge here, so I'm just waiting for you to impart some of that knowledge back at me here. Oh, it was definitely D- D- Dave's playing with his microphone. Sorry, I had there was a little problem and I had to fix it. Um, so I got a little sidetracked. No. Oh. <laughs> so you're handling your mic, is what you're telling us. I am handling my microphone at the moment and trying to make things work a little bit better but i just focus on drinking bourbon that's what this podcast is about it is it is but we want people to hear us clearly and um obviously i talk very loud so i'm trying to make sure we're not booming on the on the sound here but um remind me what you said i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i was a little distracted sorry <laughs> I, I was telling you about that whole red line and why that imparts that kind of caramely, vanilla-y flavor in there prior when they're toasting the barrels prior right. to the char. Prior and to I, the char. I don't know what level of char they use. Um, my, my guess, if I had to take a stab at this, would probably be a number four. Um, but it may be a little less because they seem to be they lean on the, on the lower end of things. I don't know. Yeah, I would imagine it's probably a number three. I mean, obviously they're not very cl- they're not very forthcoming about their mash bills and their chars mm. and that's all fine and good really but um i would imagine it's somewhere between a three and a four um and that may three and a half yeah well and they may actually get to a kind of a mid-range with that because they do toast it before and then char it um whatever they're doing it's working did you figure it out nick yeah i'm looking up as we speak um 
Talking about how they dry their wood out before they do their barrels. 48 months, right? 18 to 48 yeah. months. Yeah, it's insane. Um, yeah, just reading about their bourbon. stuff. All their bourbon is entered at 103. Yeah, oh, so I said it's 105 crazy. in our video. I apologize for that. But yeah, 103. So they're very low proof. Mm-hmm. But they're big on saying that is what imparts all these huge flavors into their stuff. Which, hey, if it works, it works, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely get... I mean, what, we tasted, what, five bottles tonight? Um, and every one of them have a distinct flavor. They have different noses. I mean, even the two 10 years, um, one's a rye and one's a bourbon, but they both have a very different nose. And so the the way that they're cold filtering that and and running that through their barrels, and I mean, it, it's working and it, it's they're definitely imparting some, some flavor and some different profiles there. We did hit on the different bottles and stuff, too. And we hit about, I'd say about 10 or so, I think is about where we guessed about. But yep. there's apparently 17. Wow. 17, 17. different. Um, by the way, you only find like two at the store. No, uh, I think you find four. Okay, four. The sour, oh, sour, the sour mash. mash. Sour Mash is always there. The yeah. American. The rye, rye and the straight and whiskey. Then, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you can find those. I stand corrected. At least three of the four for sure. I'm trying to remember which one I can't find as often, but I... If you go to Specs, you can usually find three of the four pretty rarely. And that was unpaid as well. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we've talked about Arby's. We've talked about Specs. Anybody else we Dr. Pepper, on? Big Red. Dr. Dr. Pepper, Pepper, Big Red. red. Um, um, we're open to sponsors. Yeah, yeah. That's if right. y'all like That's us, right. we're happy to do this. If you know somebody who wants to sponsor us. We'll jump like in. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll drink Big Red drinkers. while eating an Arby's sandwich, drinking their bourbon, too. <laughs> <Drinking> I mean, <laughs> we'll put it on video, whatever, whatever we have to do, right? Yeah, no, that's uh, so. We talked to you. I well, you brought up sour mash, and I'm going to jump on that a little bit too because uh, we'll go off on a quick tangent on that. So I, when I got into bourbon, thought when I saw the word sour, that it meant that it was not. It was is distilled from something sour. That it wasn't going to be good. It right. didn't seem like it. I'm not a big. <laughs> Sour beer guy, for those of you that are great, um, just not my thing. But sour beer really does taste sour. Yeah. <laughs> so when I see a sour mash bourbon, I automatically think, hey, this is going to be kind of a different off-putting flavor. But it's quite the opposite. No, I can guarantee you who agrees with you is the Whiskey Exchange because they won Whiskey of the Year in 2019. Sour oh, mash. see? Okay. Whiskey of the year, 2019. It's definitely a sweeter profile. Think mm-hmm. of it like sourdough bread, where you need starter dough in order to make it. Right. So you have something that was utilized prior to, that's added to the new batch, and it increases uh, the fermentation process. So you're just adding part of something that's already existed into each one, and that's a pretty cool process. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what qualifies as sour mash. And a lot of... That, and they don't sit on the bourbon or the rye. There's no blend Correct. that they sip on. So that's they don't call it a bourbon and a rye. Right. They yep. sour mash. <clears throat> and you brought that up. So that also you'll see on their US1 uh, line of the American whiskeys that it says unblended. And unblended means that they're not adding any neutral grain spirits right. to their products. And that's great because we don't want people doing that. You know, we don't want to fortify anything, stuff like that. I want to straight up use your mash bill, turn your distillate out. We don't need to add things to it. And uh, these guys are pretty damn talented on what they're doing. Absolutely. For sure. 
Anything, uh, anything in addition to to add to this conversation that we've been all over the damn place tonight? And I'm sure we're <laughs> going to be this way every damn time. And that's kind of how we roll. I think we did good last yeah. time. I think this time was a little bit more, a little wild, you know, wild west. Yeah, but I, I mean, I kind of appreciate the ability to just kind of freeform and and talk about it, and that's you know really what we do. We sit around, we film a couple of videos, we're having a few drinks. Um, talking about some of the things that are coming up in the bourbon world, some of the things that pertain to to other items that we talked about today. So it's just, uh, I don't know. So yeah, if we had to recap, we talked about elevator music. Yeah. <laughs> CBs. Fast food chains. Yeah. The first cell phones. So department does. stores. So does. Yeah. Cell phones. <laughs> Mictors. Mictors. Pappy. Y'all may never hear this podcast. We might just delete it. <laughs> There's zero chance we're deleting this. This is going. This is this is going. I, oh, I, I feel like I would be entertained by this conversation. So that's hilarious. No, I, I think I'm good with everything. If you don't like what we did, please please comment. Know that you'll hurt my feelings, but it's okay. If you're good with that, you know that's fine. Well, I think at. next up, next couple of podcasts, we might have a few special guests coming. So stay tuned. We'll we won't announce anything yet until we know for sure. But um, hoping to have some. Some special talent come out and, and spend the evening with us and talk a little bit. So we'll get Definitely. those things out. Um, Steve, you want to thank our latest Patreon members? Oh, yeah. We brought them up in the video and we're going to bring them up again. Uh, we're going to bring up uh, the two latest Patreon members we got, and that's going to be uh, Julian and Dakota. And we thank you all very much for what, uh, what you're doing. And thank you so much for the support. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what, if you, if you stay with us for a couple more months, we'll bring you up at the very first part of a video, too. Absolutely. And I'm going to give a little shout out to my dad. Um, he was our first Patreon member. Oh, your so, dad joined us. Yeah, yeah. He is on there. Awesome. He was the first one to sign up. So, Dad, if you're listening, appreciate it. And uh, uh, we'll talk to you soon. That's good support right there. For sure. You want to close this out, Nick? Uh, see you all later, guys. Is that good? <laughs> <or no? It's laughs> <like a> Peace <laughs> out. <laughs> And we're done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, y'all. Cheers, y'all. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for hanging out with us today. <laughs>